Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, hosted by Troy, Jay and Aaron. Afternoon, fellas, and afternoon, morning or evening to listeners wherever you are in the world. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast with me, Troy, Jay and Aaron. Everything good, fellas? Yeah, all good. Aaron, how's, how's your boo-boo? My, my boo-boo, I've got half a numb face, but it's fine. That, <laughs> that, that, that's just half the tube of Bonjello stuck in my mouth. <laughs> Beautiful. What a sight. What a sight. Sunday afternoon delight with Aaron. Um, <laughs> as usual, we will start with uh, some news, some roundups from this week. Uh, kicking off with uh, wrestling votes noted that there were plans as of yesterday morning to move Bray Wyatt over to Monday Night Raw. What do we reckon to that? Um, it makes sense with Seth going the other way. Mm-hmm. They've they've not they've not like done anything huge with like Roman or Drew. So like this kind of like second down mm-hmm. is like second big star. Yeah, swapped around. Um, yeah, it makes sense. He's, it it felt like he's not. He's not quite finished with KO yet. Um, yeah. And obviously the little, the little tiny tease with uh, Alistair Black possibly being part of it as well. Mm. Like Bray, maybe Bray getting a bit of a faction going. Yeah, um, I'd like that. I'd like that. I'd be down with that. Anything yeah. anything to just better Alistair Black at the moment, I think. Definitely, definitely. Or sod. Aaron, any thoughts on that? Bray going over to Raw? Yes. <sighs> Don't put the feed on every single week, and I'll be happy. Yeah, oh, uh, Aaron. Speaking of uh, drafts, did you see the um, the other ones that went over? I did. I didn't make a note, but I did. And you so got I, a point, didn't you? Yeah, I you did, won. Yeah. Fucking belly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Yeah, there, there was <laughs> a few few extra people who went over after the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones so, that didn't get drafted during the show, basically. Yeah, yeah. they did like another round during talking smack. I assume that's what they're, they're going to do one more du- or two more during Raw Talk uh, on Monday. Uh, so it was, it was um, Humberto Carrillo, Tucker, and all sat Drew Gulak going to Raw. And Max Murphy. And oh, fuck, who was the other one who went to SmackDown? Murphy and was it Shorty G? Shorty G sounds right. No, it wasn't Shorty G. Uh, um, let me have a look. I sent I sent you the, the screenshot. Yeah. Um, we we are definitely prepared for this so podcast. Prepared. Boys. I thought I could remember it. Like, that's why I didn't get it up. Absolute dickhead. Fully prepared for this. <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, Kalisto, just Kalisto. So, okay, couple of, a couple of free agents there. Most notably, uh, Mickey James, Shorty G, Lindsay Dorado, and Grand Metalik. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, next port of call with news: uh, Angel Garza's injury isn't as bad as expected per the Observer, and he should only miss a couple of weeks. That's good. He, 
he tweeted something the other day saying he thinks he thinks from from when he got hurt he should have been out two three weeks tops. Okay, that's good. Um, and it was just it was just like a twinge in his knee. Yeah, it seemed like they were picking up a bit of traction and momentum with him and Andrade. So we'll see. Hopefully, we've well, they split soon. them up now, haven't they? They announced they actually announced they'd split up as a team. Oh, yeah. did they? Yeah, I yeah. must have missed that. Oh well, hopefully he just gets like a decent single so, switch. He's on the draft. That's Andrade, Andrade, Gars are dead. Heavy machinery dead. And the new day. Ridiculous. Well, new, new day. They've still got Kofi and Woods as a team. Uh, though. It's not the same. <laughs> it, it isn't. I'm still. I'm still mourning. Next bit of news, uh, the expectation is that once Florida starts to allow as much, uh, WWE will be bringing fans back for arena shows, possibly as soon as November. Uh, on the same note, uh, the Observer notes that AEW will only run at Daily's Place for the foreseeable future and has no plans to change that. I still think it's too early to be bringing fans in any capacity. Well, like I, AEW, I think- like a small amount, but any more than that, like 10, 20% capacity is just... I th- wow. Yeah, I think I think um, the way they're doing it with NXT and the way AEW do it is, it's it's not fine, but it's better than and then no, like every week empty. And so, so yeah, the 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 way the way I think it's better, and again, it's not to justify because I don't I don't agree with it. Is that both of them seem to have it in a controlled environment? Mm-hmm. Um, the Apparently, they test anyone who's coming in. They'll test twenty four hours prior to it, That's and it. then they'll they'll check them again when they get there to see mm-hmm. if the show like exhibits any symptoms, just right, in case. Right. Um, so it it is quite thorough. Yeah, yeah. That being said, it's still a big risk. Still isn't it? risky, risky, um, risky. Uh, I think, oh, and I even I even to be honest with the. Uh, CWC, I think that's a bit more risky because it's more confined. Whereas, mm. at least a layout a daily's place with it being like an auditorium, they can kind of spread people out across yeah. like one like big row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there isn't space as, to do that in the smaller places like no center and stuff. Yeah. As far as touring goes, I think it's fucking nonsense. I think it's just Vince being an yeah. idiot as usual. Yeah. Um, I know. I know they're probably going to be looking more at just doing like a loop of Florida than anywhere else, but still, even still, when you look at like the when you look at the um, growth rate of the virus, there it's fucking insanity. It's mm. just yeah. lunacy. And then there's obviously talk that they're going to be doing WrestleMania in um, Raymond James, where it was meant to be this year. Yeah, at full capacity was last I heard. So wow. sixty-five thousand people. They've fucking hell. They've been given the go-ahead to do that as well because um, the governor of Florida's already said that the Miami Dolphins can fill their arena if they want, <laughs> if they can. Is, yeah, which <laughs> is the same same capacity. They they turned around and said, "No, we're only going to do a quarter capacity," mm. um, because they've got a bit of reasoning behind them. Whereas Vince is a fucking lunatic, and he's probably going to go, "Yeah, fuck yeah. it, we'll fill the place. Money, loads of money, we'll fill it." Yeah. So that'll be the next big super spreader event. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate. Uh, moving on uh, blah, 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 where are we? According to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, there are people on both sides between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling who want to put a deal together. It now seems closer than ever before. I think I, I said this on the AW one, I'm gonna say it now. 
I would not be surprised if they didn't at least make some sort of announcement on AEW Dynamite this week for the year anniversary show. Yeah. Or at very latest, full gear. Um, the the amount of references they made to New Japan this week on Dynamite was fucking insane. Like, those seven yeah. references. Tanahashi did the fucking video package for Jericho. Mm. Um, they, they literally kept, met, like, name-dropping Tanahashi in particular. Right. Um, they constantly like, mentioned Moxley's Wrestle Kingdom match with Lance Yeah, they Archer. had two, two video packages about Moxley versus Archer where they shown footage and clips from Moxley and Archer at Wrestle Kingdom. And they specifically said Wrestle Kingdom yeah, as well. Specifically acknowledged it was Wrestle Kingdom by New Japan. Um <laughs> that's gonna happen, isn't it? They mentioned the fact that Chris Jericho used to tag with Gay though, who's the head booker of New Japan. Oh really? And they even referenced said that Gado, who's now the head booker of New Japan. Um, <laughs> and then on on Twitter the last day or so, like Orange Cassidy's been tweeting about best of the super juniors trying to get himself into it. <laughs> um, that's in no end of November, I think. Okay. Um, El Fantasmo, who's gonna be in it as well, was like then tweeting back and forth Orange Cassidy. A couple of the guys have been mentioning stuff. It, it's definitely happening. It's just yeah, a matter yeah. of time when it happens. Um awesome. uh, yeah, it'll be a cool thing. Um yeah, it's good. It's good to see like companies that aren't WWE kind of working together. Absolutely, because always, at the end, it's of, always good. At the end of the day, you've got like a massive company like WWE who they don't need to work, really work with anyone else. Obviously, lower down with like NXT UK, they work with Progress ICW, um, WXW. Yeah, yeah. And when and before Evolve like folded, NXT was doing bits with Evolve as well. Right. The, other than that, you, it was very unheard of, like them doing mm. any kind of talent exchange or anything like that. It's good to see, like, uh, and before the lockdown, NWA and uh, Ring of Honor were doing stuff together. Ring of Honor do stuff in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benefits do- everyone, doesn't it? Like, yeah. opens up their audience to another another product, and, and vice versa. And yeah. yeah, and also if you've got if you've got like people who've got like that crossover appeal, crossover appeal, uh-huh. like. I mean, not many people seeing AEW would have would have not known who Tanahashi was. Mm. Like e- even even casual like casual fans have have heard of Akada yeah. and Tanahashi to a degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So th- there's big enough star power there to go. Oh, well, that would be cool to see them on like a a more Western stage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it only benefits everyone involved. Yeah, it, it makes so much sense. Definitely. Uh, moving on, uh, during an interview with uh, Bleacher Report talking about this year's WWE draft, Kevin Owens mentioned nearly moving down to NXT as a regular there before the decision was made to chalk that and keep him on the main roster. Uh, he said, last year at some point I was going back to NXT. It was all in motion and it was going to happen. And then it didn't. To say that's a thought that crossed my mind wouldn't be an understatement. But I would tell you right now that there's not that that's not the case anymore. Uh, that's just not where I am any, anymore. And now that I want, uh, now I want to be on Raw or be on SmackDown uh, and just fight like hell and create some memorable moments for everybody. That's all I want at this point. He also said he expects to move over to Friday Night SmackDown in this year's draft because it will represent a change of scenery for him. And he always seems to need as much uh, when the draft comes around. 
Mm. I wouldn't have minded seeing him back in NXT. We've well, seen what it's done for people like Finn. And there was rumor when he was in the War Games match. Last I was going to say, yeah, when yeah, he showed up was in the game, yeah, <coughs> um, that would that would have been the time I would have assumed that, it. Happened. There was genuine rumors at that. They point. did, they oh, did remember, a little yeah. piece, didn't they, um, on Survivor Series as well, like saying, yeah. are, "Are you going to be loyal to Raw?" And then exactly, got Champa eliminating me, like, like fuck all happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you look at some of the guys on the ro- the roster at the moment. Like, he's obviously he's got a lot of history from like his time in PWG with like guys like Adam Cole. I think mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they tagged together in PWG as well okay. as other feud. Um, and obviously, like guys like Champa Gargano, um, Finn ba- being back there, mm-hmm. they've already had matches in NXT. Yeah, the the there's a lot of dream matches there. It's a shame it didn't. Even if he like had like a six month run it would have been pretty cool yeah man yeah agreed the issue is the main roster like nxt have enough stars they've made enough stars to cover the two-hour show every week whereas the main roster is struggling so badly to make stars to then make mm. the three hours or the two hours yeah yeah know, the like thing with the main roster as well though yeah. is that they make stars like kevin owens and they forget they're there for like fucking months on end. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Owens had like that big moment of mania, and obviously he got hurt doing that. And then he like took time off because of COVID. But mm-hmm. since he's come back from that, he's been like in an on and off feud with Alistair Black, and that's it. They've never really. There's, there's not really been a proper proper laugh. I know they had a match a week or so ago, but it feels like a very stop start kind of rivalry yeah. feud. Um, hasn't really picked up much momentum. Um, yeah, th- that would have been really, really good to see. It still could happen later down the line. We'll see. I'd, I'd quite like um, just to like go off topic a minute. Um, so Ed, Edge was talking about like matches he wanted being mm. like back for like a five year period or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that he said was he'd like to do a match at Takeover with Champa. Oh yeah, um, I recall you mentioning this. There was a few people like AJ, yeah. as um, Randy. It would be it would be cool if they did stuff like that though. Like even if it was yeah. like Romania weekend, say they've got like a, a top tier star who, for whatever reason, can't um, like isn't in a few doesn't have a card. match. Yeah, doesn't have yeah. a match on Mania or doesn't have anything like highlighted on Mania. Yeah. Get them to do do a match as a takeover, or, yeah. e- or even the way um the way they've been doing takeovers recently, obviously with like them not always being next to like a pay per view, mm. perfect opportunity yeah. if they've got if they've got someone like. No, they're not like going to be apparently anymore. Apparently, they're on Sundays permanently now. Oh, are they? Takeovers, yeah. Studs. That's it was shit. a one. Well, not the one good thing, but it was one of many good things about that. Is yeah. I didn't have to worry about work the next day. Exactly. Ah. Yeah. Uh, that, like you say, though, I think that it, that would be awesome for, for NXT. I think it would get a lot of eyes on the product that they wouldn't necessarily get by bringing over someone big and established from Raw or SmackDown to yeah. like the more casual fan that doesn't necessarily watch NXT. Well, when then you've got Vinnie Mac being a senile old man going, that's my star, pal. <laughs> that's the thing. It's yeah. like, it's almost well, like it seems home. like, <laughs> it almost seems like there's this reluctancy to to put main roster talent over on NXT, but Vinny's happy to kind of drag them up onto the main roster as and when he needs them. We saw that with was it the the thing from Saudi last year? 
and loads of people were stuck and ended up bringing like loads of NXT guys over kind of very last minute. Well, and yeah. then even yeah. stuff like Champa and Gargano, like a couple of years back where Vince just kind of brought them up for a random tag team match, despite them being in a really heated feud on NXT. And he's kind of very quick. Champa got hurt as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the funny thing was about that Saudi show, that SmackDown where they had to cover, that was one of the best SmackDowns of the yeah, whole year. it was year. awesome. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but th- that, that's another thing that's weird and shows like Vince kind of flip-flopping on it is that they put NXT over as like the top brand, that Survivor mm. Series. They Even the build to it, like they had Shayna come out, absolutely destroy Bailey. Yeah. Look like a fucking monster. Yeah. Uh, they had Adam Cole, didn't he beat Daniel Bryan? beat Daniel Bryan and, and Seth Rollins. Is it Seth on Raw and Bryan on SmackDown? Yeah. Um, they, had, they had, like, a, everyone look good up until parts of Survivor Series. Um, like they when job, jobbed just, a few people right out, didn't they? Just fucking Walter. 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 <laughs> Walter just... never been pinned in WWE and then he's, there he is. That and he, was terrible. He even said, "Oh, my biggest regret was agreeing to do that match." I was like, "Yeah, I'm not surprised." Yeah, man. Bet the money was nice though, but oh. there you go. <laughs> yeah, mate. Uh, moving on, last couple of points from me. Um, multiple sources reported that apparently WWE wanted to headline a pay per view in the UK earlier this year with Drew McIntyre versus Tyson Fury, but the coronavirus put a big old spanner in those works. Yeah, both both uh, both wrestling company, well, both big wrestling companies wanted to do events in the UK this year. Mm. Uh, AW obviously because Tony Khan owns Fulham. Yeah, um, he said that he was looking to do, and he's it- he's got like Air Fighter Fest. That was it. Yeah, he's got he's got like a home in London as well. So he said it's like a second home. So he's he's like dead open to doing. Mm. stuff in London so that that was like one thing that he was like well yeah, yeah we, we were going to do this looking at the card they had planned for it sounds fucking amazing um, I don't think it was too dissimilar to what they went with obviously mm-hmm. there would have been a few extra little bits with like pack and stuff like that yeah yeah I assume Anthony Agogo would have probably yeah. made oh yeah baby. he's signed for them isn't he yeah he's signed uh, yeah. he's he's back in America at the moment training um, okay. getting trained by Dustin and QT Marshall, um, and yeah, I reckon he'll be he'll be like one to watch because he's obviously very passionate about it. Much like Akin Fenwa. Akin Fenwa, man, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, that is obviously Tyson Fury had his his thing in Saudi. Was it last year? Now I forget what it yeah. was. Yeah, against Braun. And obviously, they still wanted to go to play on that. And he's he's another one that's kind of a really, really big fan of the industry, and has been for years and years. And you could see his passion for it and how seriously he took it. Like, didn't look well, half bad in the ring against. Yeah, when other than like obviously his um sort of controversial comments and views, you can tell he's like a you can tell he's a wrestling fan because he's like he's like yeah. is a similar one. Yeah, where the, yeah. The, they're like it's like they're cutting a wrestling promo when they're mm-hmm. like doing the press conferences and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And everyone always just fucking imitates Ric Flair anyway. Don't do that. To be honest, um, <laughs> <laughs> they all they all want to be the Nature Boy. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's, oh, oh is it Aaron re- readying up for one now? You don't want it this morning. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to lead him into that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I love how loud it gets and it, the mic cuts off at one point. It just gets it in. <laughs> uh, moving on to my last couple of points. Um, apparently there is confusion among WWE wrestlers about the royalty money they'll receive from 2K Battlegrounds, the video game. Uh, why would they not? But they receive it for the, the 2K 20 games and 2K19 um, the 2K games. Well, controversy on that too because was it 19 that Champa and Nicky Cross weren't in? It was 19. Yeah, nine, yeah. Right. 19 uh, Champa and Nicky Cross and someone else went in because of uh, it's down to the NXT contracts are different from the main roster contracts. Was that um, was it someone from Sanity? Maybe someone uh, from Sanity. It was Nicky Cross and Champa definitely. Um, but yeah, like that, but when you think as well, that's why, as Aaron said, that's why um, Champer and Nicky Cross went in 2K19 because Champer at the time was NXT champion. He was the oh. hottest thing in NXT. And apparently they get like a smaller percentage if they're in NXT. Yeah. So um, they say, oh, okay. So he, he went, well, that money's not worth me doing all the like motion cap work stuff, and yeah. all that and get them scanned and taking time out of my day. Yeah. Um, obviously, around that, that time period, he just had, um, I think his wife had just got pregnant or she just had a baby. Right. Um, so it, it would have been a fucking nightmare for him to be doing mm. that. And then, uh, it, obviously, you'd want to be getting compensated for it. He was probably, at the time, as I say, he was the NXT champion. He was in the hottest feud in WWE full stop. Yeah, yeah. Bringing a lot of eyes to the product of NXT. Sure. Um, yeah, and it, it sounds similar thing now. Like um, you and you look as well. Like some of the names that are on that game, like Rhea Ripley for it is the big one. Yeah. And like she had the fucking match at WrestleMania this year. Mm-hmm. Um, she was Charlotte one of the main event. Yeah. yeah, she was one of like the main attraction matches of WrestleMania. Mm. Um, and she was again. She was bringing a lot of eyes to NXT because of her involvement. And like in WrestleMania, a lot of casual fans gone will lose this. Going into um, WrestleMania as the champion from a brand that people don't necessarily know about, but they know exactly who it is that she's up against. And like you say, it's yeah. draws a lot of attention and to also to it. the Royal Rumble winner choosing to fight that champion. Yeah. Like yeah. that that's the thing that um it's it's crazy when you think some of the people on on NXT who are bringing eyes to the product, like mm-hmm. even going like as far now as like the Undisputed Era. Um, yeah. Not Finn, because he's still got a main roster contract apparently, so he doesn't really count. Oh, really? Yeah, but Finn going back put eyes on the thing as well. Yeah. Just Finn going even, back then. Even Charlotte doing a sure. little run down there. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, and for them not weird. to be included on stuff like that when. Yeah, it's, it's weird that they don't. Um, they don't have, like, especially people who they've obviously got, like, focused that brand around. Yeah. Don't get offered, like, a better deal or where they get that kind of thing. It, it's mm. crazy. Um, I get, I get like, if it's, like, a development person that you've just signed. Like, yeah. Like, for argument's sake, say Leon Ruff, who's just, just signed this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, get if, I get if he doesn't get, like, all the, all the perks of it, but... yeah. When you've got people like, uh, like, um, I, I said, I said undisputed there, but I know they did resign recently, so they may have got mm. something like that bundled into it. But like, look at people like Rhea Ripley, um, even even like Keith Lee before he was brought up to Maine. Yeah, 
Um, and I, I think they've changed the contract structure of them going up as well now. Right. Um, starting earlier this year. So again, it, it, it's weird. It's more weird shit from WWE where mm. they, it feels like they're not quite treating the talent the way they should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, not the first time. And as always, disappointing to hear with stuff like that. I know we obviously had the whole cameo and Twitch thing a few weeks ago. Um, and now stuff like this coming out. So, yeah, it's disappointing to hear. Uh, final point from me, just before we move on to uh, a couple of additional ones from you guys. Um, Ember Moon mentioned this week that she had no idea that Tony Storm's return would be announced right before hers at NXT uh, 31. Um it was really cool. Like you don't often get two it, returns that quickly, that back to back within the same pay per view. So it's definitely a big surprise, I think, for the viewers. Yeah, it was cool. Um, at the same time, I was thinking, well, Ember Moon's just kind of completely overshadowed Tony Storm. Yeah, yeah. Like she at I, least I had some really weeks of build up. She's overrated anyway. Whoa! Wow. Which one? Tony Storm. Ember oh. or Tony Storm? I think it's Tony. <laughs> can you just hear yeah. me all right? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately so. <laughs> wow. The, 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 guy, the, guy who's, the guy who's the advocate for Dolph Ziggler says someone's overrated. Fuck me. Right. <laughs> um, uh, um, yeah, like... I was really excited when Tony Storm got announced, and then as soon as, as soon as it was revealed it was Ember Moon, I was like, I completely forgot. T- Tony, Tony Storm. Just, <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot, and she just like announced she was coming back to NXT. I was like, oh, yeah. that's a bit, that's a bit shitty. Um, I wouldn't have mind, like yeah, both think, were cool, but I wouldn't have minded as much if Tony yeah. Storm had been announced on NXT like the week after. Like so, Ember Moon came out and cut a promo after yeah. having revealed herself on Takeover. Then Tony Storm kind of revealed to come back as well, but it it did feel like they kind of just shoehorned it in. Yeah, I mean, I I get it because obviously the women's division needed a bit of a shot in the arm because they had um, a couple of people like move to Maine. They had uh, Tegan getting injured. Mm. It made sense, but at the same time, as you say, they could have just waited till NXT the following week, yeah, and it would yeah. have. It would have not overshadowed like either or like lessened either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh that's my little bits of news. Jay, have you got any uh, additional ones on that? Um the only thing I've got, which is something that kind of came out yesterday afternoon, um, is that apparently there's mega, mega heat between uh one Matthew Riddle and Seth Rollins. Oh dear. Um so this all kind of come out because on the watch along that WWE.com was doing with the people from the bump mm-hmm. they actually had Seth Rollins on and were asking him about um, like him getting drafted to Smackdown and potential dream matches and one of them brought up Matt Riddle and he just straight away went no I have no interest in ever doing any work with Matt Riddle I hope he gets sent to Raw far away from me and everyone's like oh okay wow that was a bit frosty um <laughs> it, it's since it's since come out like by a few uh, fan reports and like eyewitness reports um, over Survivor Series weekend last year when obviously they did the whole uh, Ross Smith and NXT storyline Matt Riddle was very very vocal as he 
doesn't really tend to be often. Um, <laughs> he he was right. very vocal about how Seth Rollins hadn't really evolved as a performer and evolved as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he'd, he'd use it as an opportunity to kind of like boost himself over Seth Rollins and just generally right. talk shit about him. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a story that come out where Riddle had took some fans for like a meal at this place that Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch and Carl Anderson were having a meal mm-hmm. and every like they all basically like made made more of an effort to kind of avoid going over and saying hello to them than everyone was like to the point where everyone kind of was like okay what's going on here so um, who who made a point of not going over Becky oh, uh, and, sorry, Seth, uh, Seth, Becky, and Carlson and, made a point um, of not going over to the fans at the set yeah, of Riddle. Basically, actively avoiding because Matt Riddle was there. Right, right. Um, and Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle again was like, he's basically just ch- talking shit about Seth to anyone who'd listen. Um, and then apparently as well, at, I don't know when, like what time frame this was. Matt Riddle's wife had put something on Instagram, basically. Uh, quite quite derogatory about like women's wrestlers in WWE saying about them them like doing squats and shit like that. Uh, she's I think she's a personal trainer, right. but she's basically saying if if she was a mother of three and can be in like better shape than the women on the the WWE roster, Oosh. um, and they're getting paid more money than she is and all this bollocks. Um, wow! And she used a picture of <laughs> Becky Lynch as an example. Um, Ouch. It's one of those things where they uh, a lot of stuff I've seen was that Matt Riddle kind of was saying this shit without really thinking of the fact that he's going to be sharing a locker room mm-hmm. um, with these people. And obviously, Seth and Becky are like two of the top stars in WWE, so maybe try and be on the good side. Um, <laughs> yeah. I suppose yeah, they've it, got a lot of sway and a lot of pull back there as well. So Yeah, it's just be Matt careful. Riddle getting himself into hot water with people again and it's mm. yeah no I, I think <laughs> I think um like that paired with the fact that obviously um another bit of Matt Riddle news is that himself Gabe Sapolsky from Evolve and WWE are getting sued for 10 million each by um Andy, Andy Cartwright who Matt Riddle was apparently having an affair with um and he, he basically got there's, it. There's there's no apparent. They were having. Well, no, he, there's no He's apparent. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot <laughs> of evidence. He admitted to it. Yeah, right. Um, she basically got um, had booked been booked for WWE and Evolve, and they got cancelled because Matt Riddle had a problem with it. Um, oh wow! So now she's, she's suing him for that, um, amongst other things, um, to do with the speaking out movement. Uh, Coming out of all this, he sounds like a real piece of shit. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it makes yeah, it really it's... hard. It makes it really hard to kind of like support the guy when you get you're getting like so many bad things. Like, yeah, said it's about disappointing. Um, you want to try and kind of not necessarily see through it, but try and pick out some of the the good in that, or or give the benefit yeah. of the doubt. But when it's kind of stacked up like that, and you start to go, mm. yeah. Um, but that paired that like the lawsuit paired with all the other stuff like as far as heat with there one of the top guys in the company goes mm-hmm. i don't see matt riddle lasting there very long 
It'll be a shame. I've always been a big advocate. Of oh, him. I've always really liked him. He's but... a really talented wrestler. You just need again. It's one of those things like Punk was to... sim- Punk was a bit on. similar, <laughs> where yeah, you need to keep the mouth shut at certain times. But mm-hmm. the difference with Punk is he kind of knew when to fall in line and then get like yeah, wait until he got to a certain point where he was he was in a position where he could say those things without virtually any consequences. Yeah, um, yeah. Riddle's definitely not yet there guy, yet. Yeah. Yeah. Riddle's very much just knocking on, like opening the door and walking in. He's he's not really in a position to be mm-hmm. saying that kind, kind of stuff um, yeah. about fellow wrestlers. Um, but yeah, very interesting developments. Mm. Still development. I have a feeling Matt Riddle might be getting drafted to Raw tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see we haven't got too long to wait um, is it going to be in your predictions yeah <laughs> uh, I don't know because I've already got a few that I'm pretty like dead set on so oh. speaking depends. speaking of drafts uh, we'll move on to Smackdown Smack and down. Smack Diddly Down and the first uh, not first round the first few rounds of this year's draft um, we pretty much open the show with just Stephanie McMahon, don't we? There's, there's nothing, nothing for no preamble. She's there at the uh, what do you call it? The the plinth, the podium thing, the podium. That's it. Uh, ready to do the first few picks. Um, so we instantly, get f- instantly when the show opens, Michael Cole. Any champions that get drafted will take the titles with them. Yeah. yeah. We <laughs> that's that's always the that's always the Instantly. rule. Though, well, yeah, saying that that is always the rule, but then it kind of almost acts as a bit of a precursor to to later yeah. on. So and I've got more things that are similar to so be yeah. prepared. So Raw with their first pick choose Drew, uh, SmackDown with their first pick choose Roman. No surprises there. Second pick I, for Raw, Asuka, and second pick for SmackDown Seth. I had a bit of a gripe with this in the sense that. Well, if we knew straight off the bat that the champs were going to just fucking stay, why didn't he just say champs are exempt? Champ, well, not even champs are exempt because obviously it fell into something later on in the night. But why didn't he just say, well, the world champs are exempt? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Like the top ta- top champions, so WWE Universal, Raw Women's, SmackDown Women's, they're all they're all staying put. Yeah. Everything Every else is fair game. Is fair game. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, um, like last year, they did the the trades between of the IC title and the US title. So yeah, it would make sense. Um, but yeah, it it just felt like a bit of a wasted pick for me. Yeah, and me. Yeah, I agree. Um, like I, I put money on the fact that on Raw Bailey's going to be the first pick for SmackDown. Yeah, because yeah. she's the SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? It yeah, kind of daft. writes yeah. itself. There's no suspense there, is there? Mm. Yeah. Moving to Raw's third pick. Oh, uh, uh, sorry, I, I cut you off before uh, you could finish. Uh, uh, the last one was AJ Styles for Raw. Oh, yeah. Uh, and why, why is AJ Styles gone to Raw? <laughs> um, it can't be anything to do with the Tribal Chiefs uh, emissary, <laughs> surely. No, never. Uh, hang on. Sorry, I might have written this down wrong. When when was when was Seth, uh, AJ picked? Rather sorry, he was the fifth. Yeah. Um, 
the fifth one of the first. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, he was wasn't. Was Sorry, he? he was second round. No, oh, yeah, 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 was, he was He was like, with the other one. Oh, Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, sorry, my bad. The other one. I was, was going to say, I've, I've absolutely written this down wrong. Then, if yeah. that's the case, no, 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 <laughs> no you're that right. was me rem- misremembering it. Um, <laughs> that's that's a a, a big uh, nudge, if you like, for the purposes being in that opening round and kind of really pushing them and getting them yeah. over as uh, get, get a, them a up faction. there. But yeah, again, cool. Again, though, Bobby Lashley is the US champion, so of course they're going to get there first. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you're saying that, but. Like, look what happens later on in the show. Yeah, yeah that's true. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, we get a backstage interview with Seth. Um, <laughs> Seth say, is now the Friday night fuckboy. <laughs> <laughs> he also says, I've not had a chance to be on SmackDown. And I thought, has, has he always been on Raw? And I've just not realised. Is this yeah, before? He's never been on SmackDown. I suppose they always made SmackDown out to be the B show, but then they no. moved all the big talent over in the last. <laughs> Kind of shuffle up, didn't well, they? And made SmackDown before, the show. Before 2016, he was on SmackDown, but that was before the split. When oh, they were I see. All so it didn't one. really matter. Yeah. So when, when, um, yeah. When they did the first, like I say, the first big draft, but when when they really started like making a big deal of it again, which was last year's draft, yeah. um, he was the champion, the Universal Champ at the time. Okay. So okay. He got drafted to Raw straight away. Um, and then obviously he lost the belt to the Fiend on Saturday show. Right. Um, Brock won the uh, WWE Championship and then fucked off to Raw. Oh yes, I remember. Was how they did. How they, that was how they moved the belts around. Very mm. convoluted. Um, Fiend got the blue title. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Seth's interview um, saying <clears> he was looking forward to the prospects of new opportunities and, and matchups and stuff like that uh, on SmackDown, but does say that he's upset that he won't well, not Matt Riddle. Get- but but not Matthew Riddle uh, says he's uh, upset that he um, won't be able to watch the Mysterios implode. More on that later. We <laughs> then move on to a Falls Count Anywhere match: Big E versus Sheamus. Um, I right. really enjoyed this match. It escalated this was a great quite match. quickly. Before you go into the match, Biggie's gear. It's got cameo written on it. Did you notice that? Right. So I, find your boy I, or follow your boy on cameo or something. I I don't need your pity follows. Book your boy on cameo, New Day Pod, Teehee-ing, and Men Slapping Meat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if he's had all of those on before and we've just not noticed The Men Slapping Meat. um, He has had that gear on like before. He was wearing it at, when was the, was it Payback he had the match with there, Seamus? Yeah. He had it on then. Um, But obviously, it's a bit more noticeable now that he's not allowed the cameo. Mm. And yeah. it's it's not quite you you can't really see it properly when Biggie's out, but you see it later on. Um it's Rugrats inspired. You don't yes. really see yeah. it on Biggie's gear much. You see it later on though, yeah. See yeah. it later on, yeah. yeah. So we get a recap of their parking lot brawl uh from the week prior or a couple of weeks prior. Uh and then we open up the match and it's just fucking all guns blazing. Uh, Biggie hits a, a spear through the ropes that are really awkward. Although every time Biggie hits that through the ropes, it always is really fucking awkward. Yeah. Did so with this because we when we were watching it, we were like, "Oh fucking hell!" <laughs> um, did did 
but they didn't show replay properly. The biggie like clip his knee on the rope, and that's why he landed funny. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It didn't look very nice. I remember that much. No, I thought Biggie was going to kill himself, and then he yeah. seemed all right. So yeah, that knocks things out to the ring. They spill out and start fighting there. Um, Biggie goes under the ring to look for a weapon, find some donuts. Oh no, not no, donuts. Sorry, they're no, booty Right, Keefe, why is there big, massive bootyos under the ring? Is it is it and foreshadowing for later on? If if they're fake, then what's the point in them? If they're real life bootyos that are huge, they'd be very stale being under that ring. <laughs> I- I get the impression it was just kind of like a um, biggie putting like a little Easter egg there. I th- I think that it was ordinarily if it, any other time when he wasn't on a singles push. If this is an attack match, he'd have picked them up and he'd have thrown them at him as a laugh. Yeah. I think they were put there for him to disregard them to show that he's being more serious. Yeah, that, that, which is why he that's... then went for a kendo stick. And start slapping the shit out right. of Seamus with it. But, but before that, oh, actually, no, he doesn't. Seamus went so far into the like underneath the ring, like you could only see his feet. Why did he go so far in? Was he looking for Hornswoggle, or <laughs> was he just trying to go some mystery land, or was he looking for a dungeon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so Biggie gets the Definitely the kendo cool. stick out. Uh, attempts it at Seamus Seamus kicks him um, and then Seamus Seamus manages to top E up in the ropes and then when he's tied up in the ropes he just starts beating him with it uh, quite viciously um, eventually manages to get out of that which is when Seamus then crawls under the ring and he duct tapes his legs together. As you say, I don't know why he was so far under the ring. I don't know what it was he was looking for, but it cost him. It fucking cost him. I feel I feel like he probably had something under there, like planned, and then it had been moved. <laughs> and that's why, that's so, why yeah. he ended up crawling that far under. <laughs> um, he then starts to, to viciously batter Seamus with the kendo stick, which looks even worse on Seamus because he's so bloody pale. You see every single whack of it. Just thank you with the camera right on him going, smelling it after he hit Seamus. There was a bit, actually, when Biggie was tied up in the uh, ropes and Seamus was hitting him with the kendo stick, Seamus was kind of like holding it up to Biggie's face, like to toy with him. And Biggie was trying to bite it out of his hand. <laughs> I'm pissing myself. I know oh, at this point, um, Michael Cole says it was Seamus that introduced the stick. It wasn't. It was Big E. He just didn't hit him for first. But it was try e. it. Check try it. Getting the wee bits out. It's usually more <laughs> in, in in before Aaron. Um, <laughs> then uh, we're then backstage. All of a sudden, uh, I think there might have been a commercial break, but they're, they're uh, yeah, backstage. It was a break. Was yeah. That? Backstage having a tear up, and Seamus launches some flour and eggs at Big E. Big why? E. Why is yeah. there flour and raw what? eggs in the? Oh, why is, why is all that? Is so this clearly for baking and catering? And because I don't know, is it Bake Off season in the states as well? I, Do they I just have it everywhere? <laughs> I mean, I I understand, I understand there being eggs there because obviously you can like fry and do, you you know make eggs different ways. That makes sense, but flour again. Is it foreshadowing? Would the eggs not be made for you, though? Is it foreshadowing? Be because what can you make with flour and eggs? 
Pancakes. Cake. Who likes pancakes? The New Day. She so, said that. You like pancakes, don't you? Yeah. That's rah, loving it. It was, it was ridiculous, but it was funny. You could tell that they're having yeah. a lot of fun doing it. It was amusing credit, to watch. Credit to Biggie as well. He didn't once during, like, during the match. It wasn't until well, even his backstage interview, he didn't like after the match, he didn't like clean any of it off himself. Nah, still at a right state. Like he had he had egg yolk on his face for the, the rest of the match. Yeah. Um crazy. Shavers then grows goes to grab a monitor and hit Biggie with it, uh, but Biggie manages to, to hit him That's with That's a waste monitor. And it wasn't plugged in anywhere. So why was it there? What was the point in that monitor? <laughs> They might have been using it later on. I don't know. Someone might have just put it there <laughs> while they went Reasons. to the toilet. Just... F- <laughs> you are terrible. Hands free. <laughs> it's just a question. Why is it in the hallway doing nothing? <laughs> Seamus then manages Maybe it was not- both there for repairs. <laughs> um, Biggie then manages to knock Seamus through the door with uh, a bin. Uh, Biggie that then looks used- vicious, by the way, that... Go to in that door and yeah. go through it. I loved him when Biggie went to get it as well. He was like, he like screamed at the referee, move yeah. out the way or you're going to get hit or something like that. I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> this is really intense, Biggie. This is what we need. Big E is vicious. That'll be his next promo. Um, <laughs> we get out to the parking area, parking lot. Biggie uses some hand sanitizer for reasons but that was also funny um Seamus then grabs a crowbar or a tire iron and uses that on E uh, made a rubber may I add did it not did it not clang when it hit the floor no I, I, didn't, I said it that didn't it clang, clung, like when we were watching it didn't it clang it hit it it made a thud fair a noise but you see it later on like a minute later on the floor and it's all buckled to fuck like somebody <laughs> stood on it <laughs> <laughs> so it made out of play-doh <laughs> um, Biggie, uh, sorry, Seamus then hits white noise through the windscreen. Um, after this, he tries to trap Biggie into the car door and starts right. closing it. And he screams at him, You can't close the car door if you won't get in. Eh? <laughs> Someone's a total nonsense backstage on SmackDown. Whoever's car that is left their door open, parked it, left their boot open just for somebody to just start. Opening and using it as a way. <laughs> <laughs> you knew a wrestling match was going to go there or something. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't walk their car? <laughs> Seamus continues to hit Biggie with the door. Um, manages to they then move around to the back of the car. Manages to trap Biggie's arm in the boot. Goes to slam it on there, but Biggie manages to fight back. Um, then Seamus bro kicks the boot off. Which How? is held with wet booty always. <laughs> well, it came A, it came Clear. up quite easily. B, clearly they it... went to the same garage as that ambulance the other week. Well, this was going to be my point, is that that came off just as easily as the ambulance door. How was it that Randy sold the, uh, sorry, Drew sold the hell out of it and was like, oh, I've, I've abs- and Seamus is like, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's fine. The car so, bootleg isn't as heavy as ambulance door, Troy. That's obviously, that, that boot looked heavier than the ambulance though. <laughs> it's, be, it's because Drew was running, whereas Seamus kind of stopped and then hit the bro kick. 
Uh, so yeah, after he kicks it off, uh, Biggie takes over uh, and starts to assert some dominance onto Big Shamo. Um, he tries to put him through the window at one point, and he sort of misses and just slides down the boot, doesn't he? And uh, from sorry, here down on, the bonnet. From here on out in the rest of the match, Sheamus's bum is out. I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> like the solid last two three minutes, his bum is just completely out. It was at this point I realised how battered and bruised both of them were as well. Like Big E, like blood all down oh, his man. leg and everything. Yeah, after, um, up. after he went through the windshield, yeah, um, when he got back up, his leg is like his thigh was bleeding, his shoulder was bleeding. Yeah, um, James had a few marks on his back as well, didn't he? It was pretty hard hitting. Um, then Biggie manages to finish Seamus off uh, with a big ending uh, off the bonnet and through the table, which I think you guys are saying on the live stream is that it probably hurt Biggie more than it would Seamus. It, yeah. even, even Corey Graves said on commentary, I don't know who got hurt more from that. <laughs> but they kind of, they were kind of basically like selling it as, well, Biggie's, Biggie's like obviously like risked his own body to beat Seamus. Yeah, you yeah, would yeah. probably get away with it if you had the camera on Biggie's side, so you couldn't see when Seamus hit it. But because it was hard on them, you see Biggie hit the tables first. Mm. So it's like, well, how yeah. does that hurt Seamus more? Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyhow, yeah. Biggie uh, picks up the win over Seamus, um, which I think that feels like it's kind of put a, a stamp on their feud. Like, Why I didn't they have this match on. at Hell in a Cell? I think I said this last um, week when the match was announced, but I'm going to say it again. This should have been Hell in a Cell because I've got a well, great about Hell in a Cell later on also. They were they were doing um, the whole, like, well, it's the draft, so these Making feuds it feel might, special. End, might prematurely end. I yeah. honestly wouldn't be surprised if Seamus got drafted to Raw, to be honest. Yeah. But that was a good match. I really enjoyed that. I uh, af- thoroughly enjoyed this match. Yeah. Loved it. After this, we get Jey Uso coming down to the ring. Um, and then while he's coming down to the ring, we then get a backstage interview right. with Big E. So it goes to break first when Jey Uso comes out, right? It goes to break, like, and Jey Uso stand there. But before it goes to break, so... If you didn't know Jey Uso was Roman Reigns' cousin, you knew after this one minute. Lost to cousin Roman Reigns at Clash of Champions at the side when Jey Uso comes out on the little yeah. paragraph segment. Yeah. Cousin versus cousin. Two weeks at Hell in a Cell by Michael Cole. Michael Cole again. Up next, Jey Uso confronts his cousin Roman Reigns. <laughs> They're really selling All it hard. Within a minute. All within a minute. It's as if he had somebody in his ear telling him to fucking say that. (laughs) Say cousin! Say cousin! Cousin, 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 cousin. cousin. Make sure I mention it, this cousin. Yeah, they are trying to get that over probably a little more than they need to. I think people are very much aware of that by now. Um, Yes, so Jay comes down to the ring. In between that, we then get a backstage interview with Big E. Um, But before he kind of has uh, a real chance to get into the interview, uh, a security guard turns up and it's Kofi Kingston. So that's good. And then another security guard turns up, and it's Xavier Woods. And that's also really good. So the band are back together. Uh, and I, wow. I pop like fucking crazy for them. Yeah. Just um, Xavier Woods being back. Wow. Does Xavier Woods look jacked as fuck? Big, juicy, and tanned. He's a, a 
big old unit. His hair's a bit flat at the moment, but I... It, I, <laughs> I was saying on the live stream, um, it's like like we were saying about Ember Moon on NXT, that like she came back and her shoulders looked fucking massive because like she'd been working them out. Yeah. Because she couldn't wear the legs. She wear the legs, yeah. Woods is the same. Woods wear is the same, legs, so he's just top heavy now. Yeah, that and all of his gaming. <laughs> Just working on his arms, his forearms, <laughs> his big hands. Um, but yeah, no, really excited that they're, well, for now, are back. Um, although I did notice in this that Big E came across a little more sort of serious. You could tell when uh, Kofi and Woods were kind of joking about I, and Woods was, I uh, thought sorry, that was, e more was reluctant. Because he was in fucking he was pain. <laughs> possibly, possibly yeah. that. Because um, he was struggling to do the dance, wasn't he, afterwards? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But that, that was a really nice moment. Really happy. Like, came out of nowhere as well. I don't recall seeing or hearing anything that, or rumors that evil will never be back. As far as I knew, Woods was still out for the foreseeable as well. So, nice well, surprise. When uh, when Kofi initially got injured, they said he was only going to be out for six weeks, um, okay. which would have focused us to just pass SummerSlam. Right. Um, That's not too and far. Woods off, apparently, apparently, Woods have been, has been cleared since like Mania. Oh, he just really? Didn't, yeah, they just didn't have like any way to like really bring him back. And they didn't have a plan for him. I think I think they were kind of trying to hold off uh, when they had fans in the arena, so Woods would get like a mega pop for coming back because yeah. it was such a big injury you come yeah, back from. Yeah, yeah. Um, ah, I yeah. see. So after this, uh, Jay, so still in the ring, uh, demanding that Reigns come out and let him know what the stipulation for their match at Helena Cell is. Heyman then comes on the screen, says, "Stop embarrassing yourself and the family." Uh, I noticed at this point that Heyman has definitely been on a sunbed recently because he looks like a fucking conker. Um, and why, <laughs> why is Roman Reigns leaving his like cabinet doors like wide open? Because he'll do what he wants. It's his island. Like, who does that when um, they've got a cabinet just has it with the doors wide open position? Maybe, maybe he just got some like paperwork out and he just didn't have a chance to shut it because he had to start filming his promo. <laughs> Heyman goes on about uh, the island of relevancy, which I thought was a, a nice term, a nice line. We then get a video package to play, uh, playing reminding Jay of what the consequences are. We then get Reigns set uh, against this really cool looking backdrop that looks like just this really expensive kind of lounge like area thing. Um, with a cabinet with open doors. Fuck the cabinet. Shut ba up, man. With <laughs> statues of babies with leaves on their winkies to keep it PG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I, fuck's sake. I was asking about this on the live stream. Why did Roman have cherub statues behind him? Because that's how he rolls. It was a bit weird. It's his well, island. He can't, he'll he put can't whatever have the winkies out because that wouldn't be PG. He'll put whatever decorations <laughs> he wants up, whatever ornaments he wants up on his island. On I'm his gonna, island. I'm not going to tell him he yeah. can't. He, he will leave his cabinet doors open because he, he can't. Do what the fuck he wants. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed this again. Um, I have a question. One moment. Oh, what is it then? Go on. What are the consequences? But we don't know that yet. He's not mentioned it. I think it. it's going to be that he's got to join Roman's yeah. faction. That's Read coming. between the lines, Aaron. <laughs> so Read the dirty sheets. <laughs> I thought Reigns looked really good set against this backdrop. I liked the, the way that he didn't necessarily just address that Jay straight down the camera and looked off kind of off camera uh, and looked really kind of pensive and, and thoughtful and came across kind of quite sinister. Um 
he goes on to say that all he wants he to was do like is... Some, he was like full mob boss here, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the really, really tight kind of close camera angle and, and picking up the emotions and stuff. It was really nicely shot. Um, but says their match at Hell in a Cell would be an I quit match and says that there will be consequences if Jay says that I quit. Um, I quit well, Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Looking forward to that. A lot. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Why not? We'll get onto it later. I'll what? mention it. I'll mention it when we get to it. Uh, we then we get Steph and Postman Pierce backstage um, teasing the, the next round of draft picks. Right. Um, Why does so- Postman Pierce care? 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 Because he's on both brands anyway. So why the fuck does he care? Oh, let me hear him fucking sneak peek. Yeah. Because he's got to make extra preparations for like Raw because it's all kicking off on Raw. Smack Smackdown. He's got an e- he's got an easy shift. He's just he's just got to worry about like the occasional <laughs> ruckus like with the Intercontinental Title on on Raw. He's got Retribution to deal with. He's got Drew saying he's left the building, then coming in for his banner phone and coming in. <laughs> yes, he's got Randy Orton kicking legends, moving like Nightcrawler. <laughs> got all kinds of shit to deal with on Raw. He's just hoping he doesn't get more of the fucking trouble causes going to Raw. <laughs> Matt Riddle. <laughs> so well. we we get Steph and Potion Pierce backstage having a look at the uh, potential next uh, round stuff. Steph then also announces a SmackDown Tag Team Championship matchup later on uh, right. between Nakamura and Cesaro and the returning New Day comprising of Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Yes. How does um, New Day has backstage power? They just they demand the clause. tags. Pro- possibly a rematch clause. Although I thought, rematch. I, I thought they'd done away with those. Yeah, yeah but, but you know, new, day, new Day shift a fucking ton of merch. They can do what yeah. they want. They Backstage they want. power is disgraceful. <laughs> Feel the power! Uh, Next to me, the amount of shit that Kofi had to go through to get that title shot in the first place. I think he's allowed a bit of fucking sway nowadays. True. true. <laughs> so round two of the uh, draft picks. First pick for Raw is AJ Styles. First pick for SmackDown is Sasha Banks. Um, second pick for Raw is Naomi. Second pick for SmackDown is Bianca Belair. So now we finally know where she's going after weeks of vignettes. And Raw's final pick is Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. So, is it just me who found it a bit weird that they'd done loads of building up of Bianca on Raw for weeks? Yeah. And then suddenly she's on SmackDown. And then she's drafted to SmackDown. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if well, Carmella gets drafted to Raw. Well, Raw's yeah. a three hour show and they had to sort of put something out. in there to cover. Cut <laughs> it out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Because yeah, Raw well, doesn't need to be three so hours. We, we, get, we get after that, AJ does a Promo. Well, I was just going to discuss some of those round picks. Oh, just... sorry. Okay. No, no, that's all right. I was, gonna say, um, I was surprised to see Naomi so high up in the round and the draft picks, considering if like she's not. Yeah. That not was very weird. That, that's Raw's second woman. Obviously, Asuka first. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. hoping it means there's a bit of a push for Naomi and a yeah. Even better, completely rebrand her, just completely repackage her. The whole, I've said this a few times, the whole gimmick mm. feels stale to me. Like, she's been doing the, the same pretty much. Yes. Yeah. She's been doing pretty much the same gimmick for like, what, since like Mania 33? Yeah. That was when it was that. in her hometown and she won the SmackDown. But that was when she started really doing that gimmick, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Coming down with the glow sticks. Oh. Yeah, maybe even before that, yeah. But yeah. yeah. But either way, it's you know, just she needs That's when she was made relevant because she won the yeah. title in her hometown, mm. basically. She needs she needs something to like freshen her up, I think, and hopefully getting drafted to Raw could could indicate that. The issue is she said herself that she wants to change and be she still wants a gimmick, but she wants to tweak it a bit. Vinnie Maxwell in the letter. No, because it's Flog's merch. Oh. It's <laughs> more work for him. Yeah. Yeah. And then just moving on to the third pick by Raw. And this one confused me. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, women's tag team champions. The belts that can be defended across all three brands. And I think, again, even Corey mentions it. What's the point of drafting them if they're currently champions? Unless when they split I, I up, think they are it's two for one. Raw. It's two for one. If they have, When they eventually split them up, they'll both just continue to be on Raw. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's it, basically. Yeah. So... Should they lose the titles, they're still on that run. Right, right. Um, then we get the video package of AJ discussing his uh, position. In his game in and room. Pick, in his game, in his man cave. What were you going to say on this, Aaron? Right. We had a little cameo from Dean Ambrose and James Ellsworth in the room. <laughs> on the wall. I was trying and to work floor, out who was in that picture. Yeah, it was in um, the Survivor Series 2016 SmackDown team. Oh, okay. Shane, AJ, Dean Ambrose, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, it was. Nice. And if That's you've not nice watched touch. that, go watch it. It's the best, well, second best Survivor Series ever. Anyway. Oh, great. And um, there was a belt in Styles' promo too. Are you still trying to find out what that is? I spent about 45 minutes looking for this thing <laughs> and there's nothing on it. It could be a custom one for his gaming it, thing, maybe. Or it, something. All it, was, yeah. it was like black leather and it was black and gold on the plates and it had the, Jones at the very top of it. That's his surname, isn't it? Which is his surname. Yeah. But there was nothing on the centre plate which would describe what it is, the, what title it is or... Tweet him. The Jay, center tweet him. A little bit like the big Jay, tweet him <laughs> right now. No. Do it under the podcast. I'll... Go here, pal. What's your title for? <laughs> <laughs> send him the, send him a photo of it, a, a little screenshot of it, and go fix this. Why? Oh, I'm gonna get the photo off the group chat now. Thanks a lot. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got? So while you're doing that, uh, we'll carry on with this. So AJ says uh, that he should have been first pick, but it doesn't matter because wherever he goes, he's phenomenal, basically. Um, we then get a tag team match of Miz and Morrison, Johnny Drip Drip, Friday Night Delight against Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle. Cole at this point says, while Miz and Morrison are in the ring, the tag champs are in the ring. No, they're not. Miz and Morrison aren't <laughs> tag champs. Why are you talking shit, Michael Cole? Um, um Jeff wearing a Helen and Cell inspired top. Oh, was red it? Mesh. Well, it was red. Ah, mesh. okay, okay. I didn't pick up on that. Very good. Yeah. That's a bit of a reach. <laughs> that, that is a bit of a reach, <laughs> I haven't got too many notes down from this, but there were a few kind of not standout moments, but they had the the kind of tandem offense between Riddle and Jeff, and they were even changing the name slightly to accommodate for, for Riddle and Bro. Right. Uh, and was... there was one point where they said um, they've put Riddle and Hardy together and they mentioned this a few times did you think they, st- they put them together for this match to then just say Matt and Jeff 
because they said it a few times. Oh, of course. <laughs> I'd not thought of that. Maybe, maybe. I had not thought of that at all. Um, this Big tasty said that on the live stream, isn't it? Didn't Did he? he? <laughs> this tag team tandem. Said, Finally, we've got Matt and Jeff tagging yeah. together. <laughs> the thing is they did say it a few times as well like Matt and Jeff constantly during the match it wasn't just a one-off thing yeah Jeff the, Hardy uh, probably failed a piss test just by being that close to Matt, Matt Riddle <laughs> <laughs> um, their tag team uh, came together as a result I believe of Matt Riddle tweeting Jeff Hardy and a, a picture of them from a few years ago or something saying it'd be really nice if they could uh, tagged together and something about broetry in motion and this that and the other so that's broetry and mayhem oh was that what it was broetry and mayhem it was right right okay um, yeah I didn't have too many notes Shut down from this match but for me this really only served for kind of what happened in the aftermath of it because well I really liked that they mentioned a one year sobriety for Jeff as well yeah they mentioned it during the match which was quite nice of them Blurring yeah. the lines there. Yeah, I'm still not. I'm still not 100 percent sure. I'm okay with them bringing that into storyline. To be honest, I think if if it's something like acknowledging the achievement of it, yeah. that's cool. It wasn't if it's part like, of storyline. Yeah, storyline with Sheamus. Yeah. That's the like, thing for for a while. Exactly, and they did the same with uh, was it Samoa Joe as well? Like a few a year or two ago, wasn't he doing like he was in a feud with Jeff and he brought up his. Or am I oh, thinking of someone else? I'm sure it was. I know they, they do Jeff- it. They do it a lot with Jeff in general, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously he's given the okay for it, but I don't know. I'm still not too sure I'm out of it. But anyhow, um, yeah, there wasn't really a lot in this match that I noted down. But at the end of it, Riddle and Hardy get the win, basically. Um, as uh, I say, Miz forever letting John Morrison down. Disgraceful. <laughs> Honestly. This only really served for the reintroduction, uh, the return of Big Lars Sullivan. Um, I was watching the live stream of you guys retroactively, and um, yeah, <laughs> none of you were too happy about it. <laughs> Sorry, did we not do a pop no. for the boy? <laughs> <laughs> Neither neither was a Triple H looking at the stuff he was liking on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, it's disappointing because before I'll, any of this I'll stuff... I'll give him his due. He took two years off just to like get beard and answer. <laughs> just to get beard and a bit more lean. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, he, he looked like he was in great shape, given that. Yeah. Um, hopefully, like, it's one of those things, isn't it, when, like, whenever anyone gets kind of like found out for being assholes. Mm. Um and that's obviously an understatement when it comes to Lars Sullivan with some of the shit he was posting. Yeah. Um hopefully he's kind of grown and he's used it to the time off to better himself. Um mm. it's still again WWE just sort of sweeping shit on the over. Which so it's yeah. happened a, a bit. He basically, he basically comes out and then he gets like Keith Lee style music where he has a start of his old music, but then it changes to generic rock music number 12. I didn't mind his music. I even and put then, down good I, music. Yeah. I thought it was all right. I, and I didn't he, mind his music. Um, I do think his older music was way better. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and then he batters Jeff and Matt Riddle, and then Miz gets barred. Morrison, Johnny Drip Drip's the fucking smart boy. He just leaves the Miz to get absolutely <laughs> battered. Just, nah, you're all right, pal. We do not know what this man is capable of from Michael Cole. Watch Porn, NXT, though. Sexism, homophobia. Do you want anything else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. He looks just like Mitch Bennett. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on from that then uh, round three of the draft picks uh, Raw with their first pick choosing Ricochet Smackdown with their first pick choosing Jey Uso Raw's second pick Mandy Rose Smackdown's second pick Dominic and Rey Mysterio uh, Raw's third pick Miz and Morrison God keep uh, that Mandy Night Raw going <laughs> um, again a few people here that were much higher up than I expected to be. Like third round pick, Mandy Rose, again, like it sounds like they're, they're really going to try and push with her. Um, Dominic and Ray coming over was, I say it's a surprise and it wasn't. I thought they were going to be done with the kind of feud with Rollins and it was just going to be that sort of thing going forward with Murphy, but it seems not. Um, yeah, I, I thought with that feud, like they, they went pretty like all in on it this week on Raw. So it was yeah. either to write Seth out of it or that they were just going to move it to another show for a bit of a change of background. Yeah. Which they have. So. Yeah. Um, Ray wearing a Louis Vuitton mask, though. <laughs> Style lot, icon. It kind of, it annoys me a bit with these, some of these draft pick things because the whole point of the draft pick, the whole point of shuffling up is that we're going to get new feuds and all of them with a lot of these is move people that are already feuding on one brand onto another that's not new is it yeah or kept them on the same brand like yeah. I, I was saying um on the live stream about ricochet like i i thought i i honestly was like convinced ricochet was going to smack down mm. because i thought well at I least it gives anymore. him a change of scenery yeah. to get away from kind of stagnating in that feud with the hair business and now retribution yeah um and then he's just stayed on raw and it's like well What's what's the point in that? What's he going to yeah. do on Raw? He's, he's pretty much been like booked into the ground on Raw. Mm. At least SmackDown like gives him a new kind of like Lisa area to sort of like. Yeah, the yeah. only thing I can see if he's staying on Raw, join the Hurt Business. That's the only thing I can see freshening up. If yeah. They're going to continue this feud. Maybe, with him, maybe then put him in. Maybe there. he to even the odds. Mm. We'll see. Uh, but again, some. Interesting early picks there when you consider who else is up for dibs. After the Ray and Dominic promo, we get WWE Hell in a Cell, sponsored by Skills. Could have at least been sponsored sponsored by, I don't know, the KFC Zinger Burger because, you know, Spice, Hell. (laughs) Not fucking Skills. (laughs) Nonsense. Uh, We then get Sasha Banks and Bailey Smackdown Women's... uh, Women's Championship. Um, Sasha attacks Bailey before the bell. Sasha is the early aggressor in this. Um, this again was over quite quickly and was really only Fucking there. To, pointless. Really only there to set up for Helen to sell. Bailey gets three deep. times. Three times cool. Michael Cole. Um, Sasha must win by pin or submit her. Bosh, three there's times. a chair. Thanks, Maggle. Three <laughs> times. Bailey gets DQ'd for using the chair. How, how did we figure get, that on it? Get, get game over. 
sets up a hell of yeah. a cell. It's like pointless. This, um, this was just pointless, wasn't it? Like really, they didn't, really pointless. You didn't even need this match to set up the hell in a cell match. That was what was stupid about it. Yeah. It's just everything that seems to be wrong with WWE's booking these days is that mm. they'll they'll book a match which they could quite easily just hold off till the pay-per-view just as an excuse to kind of try and move the story along. It's like, well, you don't need to. You, no. you literally, you've got every fucking reason possible for that to be in hell in a cell. You don't, you don't need, need to, to do throw it. this match in. Hmm. Disappointing. Um, so yeah, that's that's a third match confirmed for Hell in a Cell. So we've got Randy and Drew, and, uh, Roman oh, right. and Jay, and Sasha and Bailey. I am not looking forward to Hell in a Cell match. Hell in a Cell pay per view now because there's three Hell in a Cell matches on the card. Yeah, the first three matches, all of them are inside the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, why do I, you need three? Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, because the only time of the year they're allowed to use that stipulation. Three matches are in the Hell in a Cell. It's one of those things where the Hell in a Cell as a match can be decent and can be used to really blow off at the end of a a big, long, drawn out feud to turn it into a pay per view and then have like half the card all in the same with the same stipulation dilutes it a hell of a lot. Yeah, I can see, I don't think, I don't think Roman J really. Especially if they're going down like I quit as well. It's like it doesn't really warrant it doesn't need to be in the cell. Exactly. No, it's you only because that pay per view is coming up. If this feud started yeah. earlier in the year, they wouldn't have held off to Helen's. It's just oh you're just yeah. doing an Orton I quit and, match. Orton and Drew, fair enough, they've been feuding for like three three, four months now. That, yeah. That kind of warrants it a bit. Bailey and, and Sasha and... warrants it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Roman and Jay, it's an intense feud, but at the same time. Just have a normal but, I'd have been the happy I, if it just being an the way I'm kind of thinking yeah. about it is. Yeah. So remember um King of the Ring ninety eight when Austin had the uh, first blood match with Kane. Kane. Yeah. 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 And during the match they lowered the cell. Yeah. But it wasn't a hell in a cell match. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's no stopping doing that. Yeah, that was a, that's a good shout. That was a mankind and taker. Have Heyman just lower the cell and then it's like it's like all right, there's no way for you to run, Jay. Yeah, that's a really good shout. But instead of making it foolishness, an I quit hell in a cell match, which is just overbooked, convoluted nonsense. Yeah, one or the other. Um... So yeah, that that sets up for now a con- third confirmed match at Hell in a Cell, <clears throat> Sasha versus Bailey. We then get um, a quick snippet of Ko getting ready backstage, and is approached by Alexa Bliss, uh, saying, "Let him in." And then we get Cesaro and Shinsuke versus the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Na- Nakamura's jacket is breeding. <laughs> it just gets bigger and just bigger, bigger, and bigger and longer and longer. It's like a parachute, isn't it? It looks like a or a train on a wedding dress. Um, but yeah, I one a few points that I noticed in this again, like not a massive amount of notes. It wasn't too bad a match. It was just nice to see New Day back in the ring. But one point I noticed was Woods looks very jacked again. Now he's got his shirt off. You realise how big he's gotten. Um, Woods has also lost his Iron Sheik boots. Yeah, Burns. Yeah. Not happy. Corey really Graves like also. They should Maybe. have to earn their opportunities by Corey Graves. Exactly. Earn it. <laughs> they did earn it. They've won the tag titles more than anyone else. They fucking... They're allowed it at this point. <laughs> um, Randy Orton can just go, I'm, 
I'm the 14 time champ. I deserve a title shot. So can the fucking New Day. <laughs> the New Day didn't shit in people's bags as well. So, you know, <laughs> people. Uh, at one point in the match, I think it's Kofi Kingston hits a really awkward looking DDT on uh, Cesaro. Yeah. Like, oh, on the yeah, outside. Of the apron, yeah. Yeah, the apron. not nice. Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad a match. Again, like, there wasn't massive for me there wasn't any real big standouts in there it was just there more so to fuel what happened in the next round of the draft so we get um woods delivering a massive elbow off the opposite side of the rope i really like it when he does that he sort of climbs up onto the corner jumps his way across and, and slings over the other side of the ring um but yeah he hits that and uh, picks up for the win and the new day are your new smackdown tag team champions Biggie then joins Woods them in. really good here. Yeah. He yeah. looked like he'd not missed like a year of competition. Yeah. yeah. He looked fantastic. I've always um, really, really enjoyed Woods as, as a performer. Um, it would have been interesting to see him get a singles run at some point. Obviously, it wouldn't have been a big championship run, but maybe like US or Intercontinental, like a mid-card run, something like that. But he's more than capable in the ring. And like you say, coming back off a year out, didn't look like he'd missed a step at all. Really, really fun to watch. Yeah, I, th- I think the thing with Woods is, is that he's he's an, a really good wrestler, but he's kind of like not the best out of those three. And he's, that's more why known, think, he's more known for being the mouthpiece, the manager, yeah. the guy. He's more, he's more the of the mouthpiece. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. But you forget how good he is until you see him like doing actual stuff. Like I, I remember when he, like the first time he got a pinfall for the New Day. He made a big deal about it on Twitter because it was like so, it was something weird. Like hmm. halfway halfway into their run as a team, and he had only just picked so, up their first pinfall. And yeah, yeah. And he's like, "That's the first time I've ever got the pin for the new day." Like, Nuts. Fucking, that's crazy. So Biggie comes down to join him in their celebrations of winning the tag team championship. Steph then comes out and announces that we are getting the next round of the draw. So round four, Raw chooses their first pick as the New Day, specifically Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. I think they then realise exactly what's going to happen. Uh, Xavier says, say his name, say his name. Why didn't you say his name? Uh, yeah, that was heartbreaking. Big, that was, yeah, that was, that was a difficult one to watch. Um, you can see his face kind of drop straight away and he knew exactly what was going to happen. He looked genuinely upset. Um, and uh, To be fair, I think a lot of that probably was genuine kind of emotion like they've, they've been a tag team for six years yes they were talking about then, on a this, this, is, where the, this okay. is where the draft goes weird right so if you're taking Baszler and Nia Jax together then why are you not taking all three of the New Day what maybe um... would, would, if Biggie is the star and Woods and New Day are now the tag champs why would you not just take all three all of them three. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, just, maybe, um, maybe SmackDown picked Big E first, separate, and then, then because they then that's not the order, though. Because the order even though Ross then Ross then. Yeah, no, but but maybe maybe that's what happened. I don't know. It's, I, I it, think it you're looking too much into it. The other way, I think. You've got to think about it yeah. in kayfabe terms. So SmackDown then announced their pick, and it's Big E, who, like I say, looks genuinely upset. Um, I don't think this is the way that a lot of people expected them to kind of split the new day up. But I, I like, to be fair, I like the fact that they make 
making a huge deal about about the fact that well the new day the new day didn't break up they were split up yeah so it shows it shows there's not going to be any bad blood for like an eventual reunion no, and when exactly. they do get the eventual reunion it's going to be a fucking massive pop it's yeah. going to be ridiculous yeah yeah and especially hopefully say, have the belt on him say when they do Say yeah. Say if say if my fantasy button comes true and he takes the belt off Roman at Mania, mm. then the new day coming out and celebrating with him, yeah, is going to be an even bigger moment than if they were together. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, so and yeah, we with New Day winning the SmackDown tag titles, what's going to happen with SmackDown tag titles? Well, Raw tag titles are going to come over. To I SmackDown. think the Street I, Profits are going to get drafted to SmackDown. And I, belt. <laughs> I think they're going to. I think they're going to unify the belts. They should. They need that, to. That's what I thought as well. They should. Yeah. And then have them go between brands. Well, they've killed that many okay. fucking tag teams as well. They need but to. There's they not enough tag They haven't got enough to exactly it. to cover two brands. They need to unify it. Um, well, and again, when you think about it, there's only really street profits. New day. Rudolph and Nakamura are probably going to stay together. Rudolph. For the foreseeable. And Rudolph. <laughs> if they stay together through the draft. Yeah, um, yeah. And looking at Twitter, um, friend of the podcast, Mace and <laughs> T-Bar are teasing that they're going to go after the titles. Oh, okay. They've already they've been tweeting the shit. Yeah. They've been tweeting because, um, because Dio Madden and Xavier Woods are good mates in real life. Then you've got, oh, okay. you've got heart business in general. So you've got what three teams each brand yeah. average. Mm. That's that's fuck all. Just before we move on to the second pick of round four, and speaking of tweets, as you just mentioned there, Jay, um, when uh, Kingston and Xavier Woods were then announced uh, to go over to Raw, uh, Mustafa Ali, uh, leader of Retribution, tweeted out. Uh, retweeted uh, the picture of that draft pick and said, hello, Kofi. Obviously, going back to, the, I think, the original push that Ali was meant to get before he was injured that then went to Kofi. Ali was meant to get Kofi's push, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, Kofi then <laughs> replied with just a gif saying, sup? So that's going to be an interesting one going forward. There's yeah. obviously some, there's some history uh, there, so... That'd be fun. Yeah, nice um, tweeted um Wood saying um nice to see your friend or something like that. Um ha. obviously they do a lot of stuff on up, up, down, down together. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's quite cool. Sweet. <laughs> um second pick by Raw, Dana Brooke. Wanting Se- her flex appeal. Fuck right off. <laughs> I right. picked up on that it, as well. <laughs> so so here's the thing with that. Um why on earth uh Dana and Brandt Dana and Brandy, Dana and Mandy, <laughs> not a team. They've got matching outfits now. Why are they yeah. not together? They've been a tag team for the last three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> two weeks, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they drafted them separately, but they're putting over as a tag team. Really, really odd. Yeah. Really odd. Um, numbers. Yeah. SmackDown's second pick of round four is Otis, and Raw's third pick is Angel Gaza. So. So, spoiler, on the, we've spoken about it before, but the talking smack, uh, Tucker goes to Raw, so that is heavy machinery and now split up. That was, yep. uh, if you haven't seen that, by the way, because they announced it while they they had heavy machinery on um, 
as guests on the right. show. Oh. Sami Zayn was hosting it. And <laughs> he was like him and Kayla were taking turns reading out the draft picks. And then Sami Zayn in true little shit heel form um said, Oh, oh, I've just I've just seen what's next. Can I announce it? Can I announce it? Dead excited. Wow. <laughs> and then he goes he goes Tucker's going to Raw. Heavy Machinery's no more. And they were just looking gutted. And Sammy was like made up, laughing at their misfortune. It was Little wonderful. Fucker. <laughs> um, other thing to come out of talking smack just while we're on the subject. Uh, after that, they had the New Day as guests and they kind of teased that Biggie's going to be going after Sammy Zayn. Oh, okay. For the Intercontinental um, title. Um, okay. So, yeah. That's Sweet. That. Decent. Uh, we then get a backstage segment with Otis and Tucker um, talking about their upcoming case trial thingy. Uh, lots of nonsense. Oh, Not I had a note about this. The only thing that he made a note. Oh, Otis said he had aggressive looking pens. <laughs> <laughs> Which had me in stitches. Aggressive looking pens. I've got aggressive looking pens, Tucky. <laughs> Tucky! Um, we get... Uh, the official announcement of Sasha and Bailey at Hand and Cell. Then we move on to the last match of the night, which is The Fiend versus Kevin Owens. Um, Can I K- just say, Banks has got backstage fucking power as well, booking her own matches for a pay-per-view. That's a great <laughs> match. Uh, KO gets off to uh, a start, aggressive start with a couple of cannonballs straight off the bat. The Fiend gets straight back up. Um, and then starts to just kind of take over the match. Uh, hits a massive crossbody where he, like, he chops KO in half and then hit a really big clothesline on the outside, which just turned him inside out. Uh, we then got a Uranagi on the table, followed by a Sister Abigail. Um, it was mainly the thing throughout most of this, to be honest. Uh, went for a yeah. power... Uh, was it KO that then went for a power bomb through the table? Didn't he, get it first time and then a hit a second one. on like the edge of it. And then yeah. he picked them up and powerbombed them through. That was it, yeah. Um, the the Fiend then locks in the Mandible Claw. Uh, KO counters that with a stunner, which looked kind of cool. Um, the Fiend hits another Uranagi with the Mandible Claw still locked in. He kept it locked in during the stunner as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, after that, after hitting the, man, uh, the Uranagi with the Mandible Claw, um, then just pins him down and gets the win. Uh Kind well, I don't want to say a squash, but it was pretty much one way traffic. For it most was, of it. it was the best way they can book the fiend. That's how like, it should be, yeah, 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 because they, they were doing that anyway. And then, like, they, they'd have like certain matches where, like, the Daniel Bryan one at Rumble comes to mind, where, yeah, was it Rumble? Um, yeah, they had the strap match, yeah. strap match, yeah, yeah, where and the match you had with him prior to that as well, where uh, another pay per view where he looks kind of like he's eventually becoming a threat, but the Fiend's still going to like come yeah. back from everything he throws yeah. at him. They kind of muted them a bit with um, the Braun match and the triple threat with Braun and Roman. I felt where like he, he was, he was doing a lot more selling than he should have been mm. considering his whole thing is that he's kind of like Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That thought, I thought it was really well done. It, it made, it didn't hurt KO and the fact that the Fiend was basically no selling a lot of his offense. Mm. Um, it, it, he, he, he was fighting till the very end, even yeah. even like a little thing. By the way, he, he had KO in the um, mandible claw, and then he, he had to like basically pin KO down with it. Mm-hmm. 
stop to like say just, he was out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps it going. It keeps him looking strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was perfectly booked, to be honest. Yeah, and possibly plays into the fact that we might see the fiend Bray go over to Raw as well. If the fiend goes over to Raw, does he join Retribution because he's got a mask too? <laughs> but only the fiend. Bray's on his. It's just the fiend that's part of Retribution. Yeah, <laughs> that would be quite cool. To be fair. <laughs> Reveals himself as the true leader. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, not a bad episode. Um, a SmackDown. Okay. Um, had some decent moments. Some interesting draft picks, but also uninteresting at the same time. There are a few surprises in that I didn't expect people to be placed as high as they were, but then it was disappointing in that it just feels like they've just shifted a rivalry over to another show and there's nothing fresh going forward. Yeah, th- there was a lot of... Um... There was a lot of stuff that, as I say, it kind of felt like they'd either moved the, fe- the whole feud over to another show yeah. or they'd kept, like, they kept a feud on that show. And it's like, well, the whole point of the draft is to, like, create fresh rivalries, create fresh, like, yeah. get, get a lot of stars, like a change of scenery and a new lease on life. And it didn't really feel that way. No. Um, specifically with, like, obviously the hair business and Ricochet staying over there. Yeah. Mm. Um, Gulak getting drafted to Raw obviously means he's going to be carrying on with R-Truth and Akira Tozawa for the foreseeable. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the, on, the only big real change at first was Seth and AJ. Yeah. And even that, like Seth got the Mysterios following him over and Murphy following him over. Mm. AJ, I assume, is probably going to be going into a feud with the winner of... Um, Drew and Randy. Or, Orton and Randy, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Possibly, if if Orton wins the belt, give Drew something to do while they're like waiting for Edge to come back. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, it's, it. There's a lot of like kind of stagnation on that with those picks. Hopefully, mm. Raw gives us a bit more of shift, like a bit more shifting. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we will see. Uh, are we doing a live stream for that or not? I can't remember. We are, yeah. Sweet, yeah. And Check out the live stream. The event is there, so... Lovely. Um, big thanks to everyone that joined Jay, Aaron and uh, and Ben on uh, Friday's draft. Uh, big thanks to everyone that's followed us uh, on the social medias as well. If you don't already, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Untitled Rest. Pod. We've got loads more fl- followers on Twitter now. Bosh, bosh. What are we on now? 137. Oh, that's flying up. Flying up. Massive thanks to everyone who set us up on there. Aim is 150 after the Raw live stream. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We're not far off. Uh, And our Facebook page is Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Thanks once again for joining us, and we will catch up with you soon. Cheers. Ziggler for WWE Champion.